Oh, God, thank you so much um, for how you've made room for us. And Lord, help us to learn what it looks like to make room for others as we always make room for you first in our lives. Lord, I pray right now that the, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, Lord, as we receive your word may be pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I recently made plans with a friend to go over to her house, and uh, before I went, she said, Laura, what's your favorite kind of coffee? And I told her, and so when I arrived, the smell of hazelnut coffee greeted me, and a, a lovely smell, and I felt so welcomed by her, um, just, just because she made my favorite kind of coffee. And I think the idea of, of hospitality and making people feel welcome really is such a gift. And we often think about hospitality when it comes to like a dinner party or a celebration, but hospitality can be so many things. I remember I used to go to a yoga class over at the Clinton Y, and um, it's early morning class, six in the morning, and it's not a big room, and we all have our yoga mat set, and we're almost ready to start, and someone new comes in the room, and without speaking to each other, we all instinctively knew to move our yoga mats to make space for this new person and to get her in the front row so she could see the instructor. That's hospitality, that sense of making room for somebody else and, and making it clear how welcome they are. I don't know if any of you have watched the, the TV show Homestown, Hometown Kickstart. We just saw it once, but we were so struck by it. It's a, it's a show where they go into a town and do some renovations on the whole town. But part of it is that they, they kind of single out one family to do reno in a one-family home. And this is chosen based on something that this family did. And in one of the stories we watched, this wife decided to open her home to do free childcare for two nurses who had to go to work during the very deepest part of COVID. Like they didn't have any option but to go to work and to care for people who were sick, but yet there were no childcare facilities open. And so this mom said, your kids come to me and I will watch them for free. That's, that's hospitality. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus, Luke recognizes the hospitality of the women who not only traveled with Jesus but provided for his needs. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. And sometimes our call is to recognize hospitality in others and to receive their hospitality, to receive their peace. When Jesus sent out the 72 in Luke 10, he instructed them to find a home of peace and to stay there. Stay in that house, Jesus said, eating and drinking whatever they give you. So hospitality and making people will feel welcome, it's really about making room for others. And I think it's more than that. It's letting them know that you wanted to make room for them. 
that you had hoped that they would come. So that's, that's what took place in the home of Martha and Mary. They were making room for others. This is a very short scripture. It's going to be up on the screen, um, just th verses 38 through 42 of Luke 10. I know you've got scripture Bibles in front of you, and I would also invite you to pull out Luke 10, um, because I refer to that scripture throughout this uh, message. Luke 10 is um, in the New Testament. It's the third gospel, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. And this is the word of the Lord. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Ah, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Martha did have the gift of hospitality. She made room for Jesus and his followers. In fact, Luke says here she opened her home to him. But we know, if we've studied the Gospels at all, that Jesus rarely came alone, but always with a crowd. So I wonder how many were Martha and Mary entertaining that day? Jesus, probably his 12 disciples, but was it, were there more there that day? Were there maybe 15 people or 25 people? Were there 50 people gathered in their home and spilling out into their courtyard, listening to Jesus and anticipating a meal and fellowship as well? Well, it's not certain, it's not certain that this is the same Martha and Mary who had a brother named Lazarus. It's likely that they are the same women who had the brother. And we know in John 11, we, where we read of Jesus bringing their brother Lazarus back to life, we know that these siblings are really close friends to Jesus. Their home was familiar to him. Jesus probably had refrigerator rights there, which means he could have opened their fridge if they'd been invited and grabbed a bottle of water and a handful of for figs without asking. Martha and Mary were also followers of Jesus. They were also his disciples. And Martha proves that when she responds to Jesus before he brings her brother back to life. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who came into the world. She says that in John 11, verse 27. So I celebrate Martha. She was here doing what she did best. She was opening your home, preparing food, making sure everyone was comfortable and had what they needed. Martha was really good with details. 
she probably spotted a plate that was almost empty of bread and replenished it with a few more loaves. She checked the wineskins to make sure they were full. And then Martha scanned the room, looking to see if there was anything that anyone needed. And her gaze fell upon her sister Mary. Mm. Mary didn't even notice that the bowl of grapes in front of her was empty. In fact, Mary probably took the last bunch of grapes herself. Mary wasn't lifting one finger to help her sister. Because Mary was also doing what she did best. As detail-orientated as Martha was, Mary was single-minded. And her focus was on Jesus, yes, the guest of honor. She was sitting at his feet, scripture says, drinking in every word that he said. Martha had already probably said her name several times, trying to get her attention, trying to get her to start helping. And exasperated at how her sister was ignoring her and leaving her with all of the responsibilities, Martha turns to Jesus and asked for his perspective. Martha's gift of hospitality was valuable. She was making room for others to listen to her Lord, but Mary needed to help her. And I think it feels to us a little inappropriate for her to pull Jesus into this dispute. But I think it speaks to how familiar she was with Jesus. She was close to him. She felt that comfortable to him. I find his reply to be the thing that sets me back. He's kind with his friend. Martha, Martha. Speaking her name twice is, is a way of communicating his love for her. It gentles his words and even his compassion for her predicament. Yet, hard words still must be said. You're worried and you're distracted, Martha. You're being pulled away from me and toward your duties. Mary has chosen me, Martha, and I won't take it away from her. So Luke is the writer of this gospel, and he has a theme, and one of the, the main themes for Luke in this gospel is the theme of community. He was really passionate and wrote often of how Jesus developed community that welcomes all, a welcome for friends and strangers, a welcome that's radically inclusive, so inclusive that the hero in the parable of the Good Samaritan is a despised Samaritan. Nothing would have been more unpalatable for Jesus' listeners than having a half-breed Samaritan be the hero. Then Luke follows that parable with this story where Jesus elevates Mary, a woman, to claim the same role as the disciples Sitting at Jesus' feet, that language was a space reserved for a disciple learning from a rabbi. And this was never a space for a woman in this culture. 
The story, actually, of Mary and Martha concludes an entire chapter on discipleship and how it manifests through hospitality. Luke offers two examples of hospitality in Luke 10. The first example is actually the example of the Good Samaritan. In that parable, the expert in the law asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answers his question with a different question. Which one was a neighbor? And it was the Good Samaritan who saw the man who had been robbed and beaten. And after seeing the man, he did something about it. He was hospitable to the man with his attention, with his time, and with his money. He made room in his life for, so that this man would be protected and cared for and have opportunity to heal. And then Luke continues to answer Jesus' question with his next story. His second example of hospitality, Mary was a neighbor because she saw Jesus. She understood that listening to Jesus superseded anything else that was going on in her house. Mary actually demonstrated that when it comes to hospitality, it's really all about paying attention to the guest, the guest of honor. And her way is the way a host is fully in the presence of their guests. The two stories are meant to be actually understood together. Raising up the outcast Samaritan and the marginalized, undervalued woman as models for how to welcome and make room for others. So the Samaritan embodies love for the neighbor, and Mary embodies love for God. And when we, when we are hospitable, we create the place where discipleship is able to happen. So the very first story in Luke 10 addresses the urgency regarding how the Samaritan and Mary were living into hospitality. Jesus says in verse 9, the kingdom of God is near you. And just previously in, in Luke 9, verse 62, he explains what it means to follow him, what it means to be part of the kingdom of God. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So looking back or, or looking, looking aside, being distracted by many things, that's what the Samaritan and Mary didn't do. They saw, they did, they listened, they leaned into their neighbor, they leaned into God. So we celebrate the Samaritan and Mary, Luke does, for their focus on bringing in the kingdom of God. And we need not disparage Martha as the one who failed. Those of you who know me know how important this is for me <laughs> to celebrate Martha, because I definitely tend to be like her. At the most, Martha's style of hospitality needs some tweaking. Her serving is not at issue. In fact, she was the one, she's the one who embodies the kind of host 
that Jesus encouraged the 72 to find in the early verses of Luke 10. Remember, he said, when you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone, promotes, if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you. Martha was a person of peace. Her home was a place to stay. She would provide food and drink for whoever was in her home. So it wasn't what Martha was doing. It was how she was feeling and the conclusions that she resulted in that Jesus addressed with her. Martha believed that it depended on her to make this dinner party a success. She was the one serving and providing for all of her guests. And she missed the bigger picture that it was Jesus that they needed. It wasn't more grapes or another jug of wine. In the messages version of the story, Martha's hospitality was described as pulling her away from Jesus. And Jesus wanted to provide himself to Martha too. One commentator wondered if Martha was so used to being the one providing for others that it was really difficult for her to receive a gift from another, even if the other was Jesus. So Jesus invites Martha to choose what her sister had chosen to receive and choose Jesus. Martha really, most of all, needed to understand that the purpose of her hospitality was for all, including herself, to see Jesus. So James Edward, in his commentary, writes that Jesus did not, does not condemn Martha's hospitality but directs her to a new understanding and employment of it in light of the gospel, an understanding that will prevent it from impeding discipleship and redeem it on behalf of discipleship. Jesus wanted Martha to understand that her hospitality was the umbrella under which Jesus was able to do his ministry and invite more people to follow him. Discipleship happens through hospitality. In fact, I would even say that hospitality paves the way for discipleship to happen. And this is illustrated well in Acts chapter 6, and this was also written by Luke, this, this book. And this is a story where the early church has been growing. 3,000 people had been added at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. Every day, people were being added to the group who trusted Jesus as Savior and Lord. And along with the growth of people was the growth of problems. And in this case, some of the widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of bread. And the slight was based on ethnicity. The Hebrew-speaking widows were being cared for, and the Greek-speaking widows were overlooked. And the early church wasn't keeping up with the demand. The 12 disciples, now apostles though, they couldn't stop what they were doing because what they were doing was the ministry of the word of God. They were the ones sharing the good news of Jesus. Yet, this discrimination of the Greek-speaking widows was most likely impeding discipleship. How could one hear the good news if their stomach was growling for lack of food. 
and that this lack was based on discrimination. The trail recognized hospitality as part of discipleship and they redeemed it. They added to their leadership team those who would focus on hospitality and who would develop a plan to distribute the food fairly. They chose seven men, known to be full of the spirit and wisdom, and the apostles laid their hands on them and they commissioned them for their important work of discipleship through hospitality. And we know this was effective because Luke concludes the story saying the word of God spread and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. So both prayer and ministry of the word, attention to God, and hospitality, attention to people, are necessary. If Mary didn't need to stop what she was doing, sitting at Jesus' feet, neither did Martha need to stop what she was doing, serving her guests. As I was writing this message, I came upon this blog by Marin Tirabassi, and she writes about another woman in scripture, Lydia of Philippi, who practiced discipleship through hospitality. And this is what Marin wrote about Lydia. So there they gathered at her house, a young woman exploited for her mental illness by those who owned her, some ex-convicts, a corrections officer and family on the Roman payroll, a meditation circle of Greek women learning the Jewish religion, several wives of retired tribunes who shopped for Lydia's purple cloth, other small business folks in the wine trade and Lebanon cedar shipping, friends from Thyatira, and two traveling preachers, Paul and Silas, needing many days to heal their backs after being beaten. Lydia brought them all in, and for many years to come, for both prayer and dinner, forever ending the Martha-Mary dichotomy, the Martha-Mary either-or. Lydia understood there must be room for both. She opened her home for prayer and ministry, and dinner followed. Mary saw and listened. The Good Samaritan saw and acted. And placed together, Luke offers them up as a standard for hospitality. Love God and love people. So Martha was distracted by her hostess duties and she was missing out on Jesus. But the early church was growing so fast that they were missing out on keeping everyone fed. Together. Discipleship happens through ministry of the word and hospitality. So let's return to the story of Martha and Mary. We don't really get the end of the story, so let's imagine it together. After Jesus told Martha that Mary had chosen what is better and that it wouldn't be taken from her, what did Martha do? Did Martha finally see Jesus and sit down next to her sister and pay full attention to her guest? Maybe Jesus' words helped her to realize that sitting down to listen to her Lord really was the most important part of her hospitality. Side by side, Martha and Mary at Jesus' feet. And then as Jesus said, Amen, Martha rises to set seat to the meal, only to discover that every person in her home would join her to prepare and serve the meal together, all hands on deck, 
That's how a family of believers works. Now, what about Mary? What did Mary do? I think she got up and started doing dishes. The call is not to be a Mary, and the call is not to be a Martha. How can the church be both? What are the ways that Crossview Church can make room for all? And my prayer is that your hospitality and that your love for people will create space for your community to experience God's love and for them to make room in their hearts to discover how much God loves them. Will you pray with me? Lord, I just thank you so much for your message. I thank you for how you've made room for us. And I thank you for the example of Martha and Mary. And I thank you for how you use this amazing thing called hospitality to help people to know you and to know your amazing love. Lord, show us how to make room for others. It's in your name we pray. Amen.